Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Alpha Theta Flow podcast. This is Flow 716 and today I'm going to talk about the universe being a mirror. Um, I'm currently reading Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. I found this book to be, uh, I've enjoyed it so far, I'm about 200 pages in. Uh, I have enjoyed it so far. I do find it parts of it end up being a little bit of a stretch for me. However, I do feel it's quite actually um, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming heavy um, to some degree. Um, yeah, probably a little bit more than I had anticipated. But either way, I actually have enjoyed the book and there's things that I 100% have got from the book. And uh, one of the things I wanted to share with you today though is this concept about the uh, universe being a mirror. Now, he doesn't actually reference that at all in the book he talks about this a similar concept but in a different different wording i guess and i want to give you a bit more of an understanding of what i mean when i talk about the universe being a mirror now in his book on page 171 he's going on to say that you no longer live in a state of lack or want and this is in reference to um, parts of the stuff that he's talking about earlier in the book obviously you no longer live in a state of lack or want and do you know the funny thing about not wanting or lacking for anything? That's when you can really begin to manifest things naturally. Now, let's just stop there for a moment. That's why wanting and lacking, right, is, an, is another way of saying desire. When you desire something, you lack it. And this is why desire keeps us unhappy because desire is actually in a space of lack. That's one of the interesting things around it. But it's dressed up as a beautiful word, right? It's something that I've desired for so long. It's something that I've lacked, right and if i desire people liking me then i lack people liking me i lack me liking me it's a really really important distinction desire and lack are the same thing most people try to create in a state of lack unworthiness separation or some other limited emotion rather than from a state of gratitude enthusiasm or wholeness and he goes on to say that's when the field responds most favorably to you in his in his words so a couple of things there obviously is the lack and the desire. That's a really important distinction. So we have to be, I highly encourage us to check what it is that we want, desire, feel like we need. Because as long as we want those things, we don't actually have them. And the interesting thing is actually, in order to be a grandmaster, we first must be a grandmaster. We have to embody the same traits that a grandmaster embodies. We don't, we don't become it and then we become it. We actually have to 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 be it. This is a big difference between a human being and a human, you know, desiring in some degree. Always wanting. Hopefully, I'll get better. How's things going? I'm getting there. All of this sort of stuff. The difference being is that when we realize that we, like I've spoken about before, we're not born half. We're born with all of the necessary resources. It's just how we choose to figure the game out as we go along that plays such a big role in that. And with the universe being a mirror, right? And if we're in a state of lack or, you know, he uses the term limited emotion. And um, one of the things about a limited emotion is that it's actually quite unresourceful. Whereas people don't lack resources, they lack the state of resourcefulness. And so one of the most powerful things we can do is see the universe as a mirror. And a couple of examples like that are when you are in a, a frame of thinking or of a belief that you need money, right? Fuck, I need money. The What you're saying to the universe is not that you need money, is that you don't have it. 
the universe gives you more of what you already are. And that's one of the interesting things around money and around social media. It, it, social media just exposes us. It makes us, it, it shows us more of who we already are. Money shows you more of who the person already is or at what stage of development they're at is probably a way to think about that. And so the powerful thing here is seeing that within how the universe works as well. And there's definitely things where like your vibe attracts your tribe and, and so forth. It's not something that I would usually share on socials because that's not how, that hasn't got that out of me yet. But the this idea of like whatever it is that you project, you get back in whatever form. And I remember Gary Vaynerchuk actually saying one time when he's um, in, in being interviewed, someone talked to him and go, look, they, these people are stealing your stuff, packaging it and then selling it. That the, you know, the stuff you're giving away for free, like how do you feel about that? And he's like, ah, I'm like, if that's what they need to do, but the universe pays me well. I don't need to worry about what they're doing. The universe pays me well, right? There's no amount of money even though money's useful, I don't think we should be bashing money in the sake of trying to get more of it or live a freer life, so to speak. It's it's a bit silly. The most important thing is realizing that we're often seeking what we think money will give us or whatever other variation, status or the the, the to be desired by somebody else or to feel loved by someone because we ourselves don't love ourselves. And so that's where all of this is so interesting that when the universe acts as a mirror, we have to be very mindful of how we're actually communicating with our thoughts, our actions, our beliefs, and what we say about ourselves and the world around us. And so it's it's really interesting when we get a chance to step back and like I've spoken about in previous podcasts, question what we believe and question how we think and ask the question, is this the most resourceful way to behave or to think in order to get what I'm moving towards? Now, even in the language there, to what I'm moving towards means that I don't have it, right? It's the same as like it's around the corner, but it's it's completely different. It's, it's a process style of thinking compared to um, I'm getting there, which is a general term of where. It's like, I don't fucking know. I have no idea where there is. It's just a sentence I say when someone says, how's it going? Because I was hoping there wasn't a follow-up question because I've just been working at the job that I'm doing and I don't actually enjoy my job that much. I didn't even want to go to uni, but I ended up going to uni because it was easier to get my parents off my back. So that's why I did that. And now I'm here. So please don't ask me any more questions. <laughs> but I'm getting there. It's like, are you, are we, are any of us? Where's there? And so our ability to step back and start to really check ourselves about how we're projecting our thoughts, our behaviors, our relationships, and maybe what we think we need from all those things. What we think a relationship is going to give us is going to give you an indication of what you think you lack, right? And is that where you're operating from? Are you looking for a relationship from a place of lack rather than a place of abundance, and abundance is a pretty corny word, but really what it means is that the world is completely unlimited resources, right? Completely unlimited resources. And when we can operate in that space, what that truly means is that we start to see things completely different. And all of a sudden, opportunities that have always been there actually rise their head because now we're looking for them. Right, Not because we desire them, which means that everyone else has it because we start to see it in everyone else, not in us because we lack it. That's what we're saying. But we start to actually embody it and become it rather than wait to be gifted it. It doesn't fucking happen. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to give it to you. You have to become it. 
And at some point, you then decide that you are now it. Because otherwise, if you're becoming it, waiting for someone else to recognize you becoming what it is that you're moving towards, then you're going to be waiting a long-ass time. Our ability to move from this survival space to a creation space is actually allowing us to, to move from this static space of fear to this dynamic space of growth. And creation is one of the most powerful energies we can bring to any moment, into any conversation, and into any frame of thinking that involves us and the people and the world around us. And on that note, team, I am done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you found this podcast beneficial, it would mean the world to me if you would pass it on to someone else who you think would also find it beneficial. If you haven't already, you can grab a copy of my book, Mining Yourself, anywhere online that sells books or at alphathetaflow.com if you would like one personally signed by me. Um, That's it. I'm out. That's me done. Until tomorrow, big love, peace and pizza. I'll see you all soon.